Straight Talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Soul Talk. This is Leora Mandel. I'll be joined with Rabbi David Aaron after the break. Do you ever find yourself in a down, down state, a funk, low moments? Well, everyone's going to answer yes, because everybody at some point finds themselves in this state. No one can ever always be on a high. If we talk about life being from a one to 10, one feeling really low and 10 being cloud nine, I guess we'd call it cloud 10, feeling very excited, full of life, full of energy, full of motivation, just every experience of life, taking it all in, just feeling really great. As much as there's a part of us may always want to be on a 10, it's just not life. Sometimes something happens, we have disappointments, curveballs, just challenging times we go through that can lower our number. And sometimes nothing happens. Sometimes life is fine. Everything's good. There's nothing particularly wrong. And I'm just feeling down. I'm just feeling like I'm in a funk. I just feel like it takes so much work and effort to get myself moving, get myself going. Things that last week brought me joy this week are just not doing it for me. Things that usually I do very easily just feel like they take more effort just to put that smile on my face, to be a pleasant person, to whether if I'm a parent to just enjoy spending time with my kids and not get aggravated. And and everyone can go through that, whether it be at work, at home. I just don't enjoy myself as much. But this is something that everybody goes through. I'm not talking about depression here, which unfortunately many people go through. But just feeling down, a little gloomy, not my highest self. Now, everyone has their natural barometer of what's normal for them. Some people are often between eight and 10, and some people that's very rare. They're usually between six and eight. But no matter what your number on the scale of one to 10 is, everybody always dips. So even if I'm a person who's generally at a six to eight, it's not that often that I'm between the eight to 10 in terms of feeling really great. But there's times I go down to a four to six. And I feel it. I think whenever we go down in these time periods, we feel that we feel that we've sunk because everything's just so much harder. Things that, again, gave us pleasure yesterday, it's just it's just not doing it today. So my question that I'd like to address to the rabbi after the break is, what can we do during these time periods when we're just in this funk? We're just, again, in this low state. We're just, everyone just doesn't feel great. It's not where I want to be. I'd like to get out of this. I much prefer to feel the higher version of whatever number is normal for me, so to speak, what I, I'd like to maintain that. And that's just not where I am. So what can I do during these times? How do I understand why is it that these things happen to all of us? us. It's not, everybody goes through this. Is there some sort of spiritual underpinning? And what can I do to help get myself out of these states so I can live more of my life at my higher range, at the higher number, feeling well, feeling good, and just enjoying life? When we return Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. The return of the Jewish people to the land of Israel was prophesied in the Bible thousands of years ago and is coming true today. Shalom. Join me, Josh Wander, on Israel Unplugged. Listen in as we delve into the spiritual and physical aspects of the Jewish return to Zion. We'll discuss the biblically mandated, historic, and of course practical understandings of this incredible transition from exile to redemption. That's Israel Unplugged, every Monday on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. and welcome to Soul Talk. This is Leora Mandel with Rabbi David Aaron. I think many people go through times in life where they are truly depressed. Many people can relate to this, unfortunately, and it's very challenging. But I would say everybody 
goes through a time where we may not call it depression, but I guess I'll call it you going through a funk sorts, low energy, just hard to get yourself moving. Don't feel the same level of motivation. Little things aggravate us that we know when we're not in that funk, we just roll over our shoulders. It's hard to fully experience things that we know give us pleasure and joy. We're still fully functioning, still getting ourselves going, but it just takes more effort. It's just harder. And sometimes these funks can last a while. So I wanted to ask you two things. First of all, what are the, why can't we always feel good? There's sort of spiritual underpinnings of what's going on when we find ourselves in these lower time periods, these low moments, sometimes they last a while. Um, And also what can we do when we find ourselves sort of drained out in a sort of funk of sorts? What can we do to help ourselves get out of that state and get back to feeling full of life and motivated? Right, such a relevant question, especially uh, during Corona and now with this war. I'm sure it's uh, putting a lot of us in a in a in a sad state and in a down state. Uh, it's important. There's a principle in Judaism called Yirida Litzorich Aliyah that we 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 decline in order to climb, and uh, it's like when a person wants to jump high. So they kind of bend down really low so that they can get momentum to or get a position to jump high. And that is how life is. You know, if, if, if someone's if, if they're doing a, you know, a, a record of your of your heart, you're going to see that your heart is going up and down. You know, the graph is going up and down, up and down. And that means you're alive. If it's straight, uh, that means you're dead. You probably won't notice that. So. Uh, you know, the up and down is, is what life is made of. And, uh, you know, we take a breath and inhale and exhale, uh, you know, and, and so life is a beat and, and it isn't up and down. And the question isn't whether you're going to have a down. I think I don't know anybody that doesn't have a down. Uh, the question is how long you stay there. And that's really the difference between healthy downs. And uh, when those healthy downs become unhealthy, you get stuck there. But uh, the, 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 the first way to get stuck there is to get upset about the down and start feeling down about being down, which gets you even more down. Mm. But if you understand that, yeah, you know, life is, uh, there, there is a cycle. I go to sleep at night, I get up in the day, day, night, darkness, light. It, it is a, uh, uh, it, it's a pattern, it's a rhythm, and it's part of life. And as long as we uh, don't get down about the down, we'll get through it. Well, that's a huge point right there, because I think so often when we don't want to feel a certain way, we get upset about feeling the way we feel. I don't want to feel down. I like feeling up. I don't want to feel in a low moment. But it, it sounds like you're saying to degrees that if you're going to resist it, it actually gets stronger. And if you can accept it's just a part of life, then it will just continue to flow through you. Right. Well, we don't want to just simply completely accept it and wait for it to, you know, to go away. You know, we do want to give some thought of what we can do to manage those times and move through those times. But I think it's important that people realize that it is normal. It's not abnormal, especially in during these times. My gosh, we've all been put through a tremendous amount of challenge. And it's, uh, it's understandable that there's going to be low times and sad times. 
and uh, and 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 the more we realize that that's you know understandable, I think we will be more compassionate towards ourselves, more patient with it, and more capable to cope with it. Hmm. And in terms of managing, as you pointed out, I mean, a lot happens when I enter that state, but that the first of all, that point that is just part of it's almost part of nature. Nature is the ebb and flow, the heartbeats going up and down. My breath is going in and out. There's times I feel on top of the world. And there's times where I just feel sluggish, slow, low, just not really taking in the experience of life um, to the fullest. But that's part of the net. Again, explaining that that's part of nature, I think, is already a powerful understanding. But then, as you pointed out, how long does it last and what do I do when I'm in that state? So I'd imagine that to the degree what I do during that state will ha- also have an effect on how long it lasts. You know, it, I, I believe there's also a, a providential side to it. In other words, you know, sometimes a person gets sick because they really do need to rest. And if they didn't get sick, they wouldn't rest. So, you know, so you uh, you get you get a little sick and you find yourself in your bed because really you would have gotten very, very sick. And your body somehow has that wisdom that Hashem put in it. And I think also spiritually, emotionally, there's a wisdom there that we kind of shut down in order to take uh, a breath and to take uh, a step back to prepare ourselves for the next step. It's like giving birth. Uh, you know, in, in general, birth is a pretty painful experience. And, uh, you know, unless a woman does an epidural, but, but in the natural sense of birth, it, it's painful. But we're giving birth. And, uh, you know, Rav Cook explains that there's a Talmudic piece that explains that there's certain things that come with pain and it always comes with pain. And it's always when we're about to move out of our comfort zone and about to do something that's beyond the normative limitations that we are used to, that's going to hurt. And so um, I think it's important that a person understands that Sometimes the down is a sign that you're about to break through to a whole new level. And I believe if a person sees the breakdowns as the beginning of breakthroughs, it'll become that. Hmm. That's very powerful because it totally changes everything. And it also would help us accept, you know, that first part of not wanting to feel a certain way, being upset about feeling down. Um, if anything, it changes it, the perspective of understanding, again, one, this is the part of the natural rhythm of life, but also more so, as you're pointing out, that I can embrace this realizing like this is almost causing a pause. I think so often like we're on the treadmill, we're running, doing so busy with life, taking it all in. And then it's like the brakes go on, slow down, pause, because there's going to be a little bit of a change, but it could be a change of a tremendous growth. Yeah, I once heard a uh, teacher ask uh, an audience, you know, how many of you here can remember something that you learned, something very transformational that happened to you from a joyous moment? And most of the people couldn't remember anyone. How many people here can remember a transformation uh, from a painful moment? And everybody could remember. And it's interesting how painful moments seem to be more... um, effective and more productive than joyous moments. So I'm not in any way encouraging people to look for painful moments, but at the very least, when they come on their own, to embrace them and see them as an opportunity for tremendous growth. Hmm. 
And that is interesting because I think sometimes, as you're pointing out, that we're there's the rhythm of life that even if life is fine, there's times where we'll just start noticing that we're just in a big glum. We're just down. We're just harder to get ourselves moving. And sometimes there's situations that happen in life. Someone has a big disappointment, something unexpected that was unpleasant, meaning those things can also trigger these down experiences. But again, it's not always a situation. Sometimes life is fine. And then it just, we just start getting down. But it's interesting, true, how I think the down moments make us think more about life seriously than when everything seems fine and, and we're not feeling that way. Yeah, you know, in, in, in all the years that I've been teaching, and it's already a few decades, uh, I generally find that the people who struggle more and have more difficult, more difficulties in their life tend to be deeper, tend to have you know, more seasoned questions uh, tend to be more uh, growth-minded. And uh, I find that people who have had a very cushy, easy life uh, often don't have a lot of depth and drive. Hmm. So to a great extent, it really is like we talk about building muscle. If you're, <laughs> if you're not lifting heavy weights, everything's relative, but weights that are heavy for you, you're not building all that much muscle, but it's actually, it's, you're not breaking a sweat. There's only so much of a cardio experience, you know, workout you're going to be having. It's all those signs of uh, the tension that to great degrees, what builds us. Yeah. So a person should try and always ask themselves where in this difficult time is an opportunity for growth. Hmm. And that totally changes the whole perspective because I think so often the first feeling when we're not feeling great is I don't want to feel this way. Why am I feeling this way? Why can't I feel like the way I did last week? And when everything felt fine, everything felt good. But the reality is what you're reminding us, and I think we need constant reminders because it's not something that maybe naturally we think about, but it really does make sense, is that this is an opportunity or can be if I allow it to be. Absolutely. And, um, you know, ultimately, the, the, the essential choice that we all have in our lives is our attitude. Uh, you know, everything else is uh, hard to... Uh, get a handle on and an attitude is also hard but it's important to know that your attitude is within your direct reach lots of things are happening around you which you might have no power to affect whatsoever but you can work on changing your mind and changing how you view what's going on mm -hmm. and so when a person is feeling down uh you know they can start beating themselves up or they can say you know, okay, I'm going to accept this. I'm going to try and grow from it. I'm going to be patient with it. Uh, I've been down before and I moved through it. And maybe this, this, this is a darkness that's setting the stage for light. And that's a perfect example of attitude because with that kind of attitude, it will be a very different experience of being in this down state than with this attitude of trying to resist it, being upset by it, making ourselves more upset and feeling lowered and more glum because of the fact that, again, I don't, I don't want to be here. This wasn't my choice, but focusing on what is my choice, as you're pointing out, my attitude will make all the difference of what I'm experiencing and the growth possibilities when I'm going through this state. When we return Soul Talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Leora Mandel. Hi. 
Hi, I'm Steve Miller. And I'm Matt Zucker. Join us for Lighten Up, where we take a look at the week's current events in Israel and from around the Jewish world through a humorous lens. If you've been paying attention during these crazy times, you know that it's a challenge to parody life anymore. But join Steve and I as we give it the old college try. Not only is being happy an obligation, but life is just too short to take it all so seriously. So join me, Steve Miller. And me, Matt Zucker. For Lighten Up every Monday morning at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 5 p.m. Israel, only on IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Hello and welcome back to Soul Talk, Leora Mandel talking with Rabbi David Aaron about downtime. Downtime, not in terms of resting and relaxing, but being glum, feeling like we're in a funk, just not being in our highest moments, which everybody experiences, a mini depression of sorts, but I'm not going to call it quite a depression, something that everybody goes through and already just normalizing it, Rabbi, as you're pointing out, that it's part of the natural life, part of natural cycles. Everyone goes through this and it's not a bad thing important not to resist it, to understand it's part of the ups and downs in life is so important. You mentioned again at the beginning that how long we stay there and what we do with it while we're there is so important. And right before the break, you mentioned attitude that can make all the difference. What are some of, in addition to attitude and even expanding on it, but additionally, what are the things that we have to be careful about during these states so we don't get stuck in, in it? And so as you're pointing out, there's a possibility for growth, but how can we tap into that? Right. You know, I had this experience when I was, uh, in my early 20s, I, uh, I went through some days where I just, I was in yeshiva, which is a, a learning center for Torah learning. And there were days where I really was down and didn't feel like learning at all. And uh, well, my, the, the, the yeshiva was so big that nobody noticed whether I would disappear or not. And I would just feel that day, I'm just not going to be able to learn. And I would go for a walk. Uh, but it bothered me enough that I felt I really need to get advice because, you know, this this would happen uh, not a tremendous amount of times, but it didn't happen just once. So I went to a big rabbi uh, and uh, I asked him, you know, like, what do I do? I feel bad. Like, you know, here I am in yeshiva and I, and I want to learn Torah. But there's days where I just I just don't feel like doing anything and, and, and including learning Torah. <clears throat> and he said to me, uh, let me ask you something. When you, uh, if you were to eat steak every day, how much of an appetite would you have for steak? I said, I, if I were eating steak every day, I don't think I'd have appetite. After a couple of days, I would lose my appetite. He said, okay, so you're learning Torah all day long, every day. You're losing your appetite. So what you need to do is take a break. He said, and that's okay. He said, but just one thing, don't do anything wrong. I'm not telling you to do anything right, but be careful not to do anything wrong. And that was very, you know, very wise because sometimes when people are down, they start doing things that are destructive. He said, don't do something destructive, except that, yeah, you need a break and that's okay. And, uh, and what would I do anyways? I would take walks, which were very helpful for me. I would just take a walk. And, and I really believe that, that, you know, at the very least, don't go to bed. You know, just somehow keep moving, even if you're not moving or going anywhere. But uh, I, I believe it's, uh, it really is not a good idea to just go to bed because it just gets worse. But that was a beautiful uh, advice right there, which is 
it, it makes sense. You know, you might you might be in a job and you and you're, you're and it's a great job. And then suddenly you wake up and you're feeling down. Why? Because you're eating steak every day, or if you know, I'm talking to vegetarians, you're eating, I don't know, <laughs> sprouts every day. And after a while, you, you, you don't have an appetite for it. So you need to get away. And I think sometimes these funks is God's way of building our appetite for a whole new level. Mm. And I'm thinking it's like, you know, if you put life in a scale of one to 10, 10 feeling on top of the world and one feeling really low. You can't always live life at a 10. And as you're talking about someone who has, you love Torah learning, someone has a great job. And when you first start, you feel like you're on a 10, but you can't live life on a 10 forever. And maybe that's what the rabbi was pointing out. And then you, even if you go down to an eight, but from the 10, that eight feels like a real drop. Well, and, you know what? If a person was on a 10 and they were always on a 10, they would never know they're on a 10. Because what, what, what creates consciousness is the, um, the contrast. And so if, 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 if you were happy and you were always happy and everybody you knew was happy, then you wouldn't be happy. You wouldn't know you're happy. And so this oscillation between happy, sad, happy, sad. In fact, the truth is that when you look at light, light is actually a wave that is uh, oscillating. And there's actually darkness happening, but our, our eyes don't see it. And, but the light is an oscillation between dark light, dark light, but our, our brain is only noticing the, the light side. And so uh, I, I think when we realize that, yeah, you know, there is a swinging in our lives and that's okay. And I don't want to stay there, but I also don't want to freak out when it happens as if there's something wrong because it's just the way things work for most people. And if you were always happy, you wouldn't even know you're happy. So enjoy the darkness because it is actually setting you up to appreciate the light even more. Hmm. And that actually is so true because it's specifically when you're in a bit of a down, at least I've experienced this, that all of a sudden, once you start coming out of the fog and the clouds, you feel on such a high little things that in the past, it's true. If let's say I was uh, just taking a walk and I could thoroughly enjoy it. This has to do with physical pain too, right? Nothing ever hurts. How much do I enjoy that? Nothing ever hurts. Let's say I have an issue with my back and it's hard for me to walk. And then I start realizing one day oh, I can walk again. And I just so enjoy that walk when nothing hurts. And it's the kind of thing that I wouldn't have that level of enjoyment had I not had that dip. Yeah, you know, a number of years ago, there was a fellow that was on trial and uh, it was a terrible, terrible story. And they were claiming that he was framed and the trial went on for many, many months. And after the many months of trial and the stress, the uh, verdict was that he was innocent. And I saw him and his family jump for joy and dance and and I thought to myself, I wonder if they ever jumped for joy like that in their life before. And, and not that I'm wishing that on me or anybody else to have to go through that experience. But it is so interesting how we as human beings, you know, it's, it's actually when we experience tough times and move through them that we experience a tremendous amount of ecstasy that doesn't happen. And that's really how pleasure works. You know, if you're not hungry you won't enjoy your food. And so if a person were to eliminate hunger 
And so I do believe that these dark times is there to build our hunger and, you know, and, 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 and wet our appetites. Hmm. And, you know, what you're saying, it, it not only makes sense, but I think anyone listening, I'd imagine I can, I, I'll speak for myself. It really resonates. It's very true, as I'm saying, as I think back on some of the time periods I've gone through where you're just not at the level of functioning that you'd like to be. But when you get back to that state, you feel so much more alive than when you were at that, maybe even a higher state before you started having that dip because you just sort of got used to it. (laughs) Right. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. So in many senses, what you're really pointing out here is that there's so many positives and benefits that can ultimately come out of these dips. but some of it is having that awareness, meaning instead of saying this is terrible, this is unpleasant, I don't want to be here saying, okay, this is part of life. And let me see what I can, the attitude I have towards it when I'm in it will make all the difference, a great difference of how I go through it. And how we deal with it when we're in it will make a big difference in terms of what we're going to come out through it. Yeah, absolutely. And what would you say, meaning there's a time where there's a normalcy to having some of these dips, and there's a times as you say, get stuck in it. What is it that we're doing? Is there something we're doing that has us get stuck? Now, obviously, I want to distinguish. We're not talking about clinical depression, which really affects a, a person's ability to function in their day-to-day functioning. That's a different realm that would need to be dealt with. We're talking more about you can still function. You're just uh, it's just been a funk that isn't just a day or two or three. It feels like it's gone on way too long. Um, are there things that you'd say people are doing that sometimes help them get stuck in these funks as opposed to getting out of them or through them and stronger? Well, you know, you don't need to hear a rabbi say this because it's, it's pretty common uh, wisdom. But one of the things I encourage people to do is exercise. And uh, it's just a known thing that when a person exercises en- enough, it actually generates, uh, you know, chemicals in your brain that, that, that gives you a sense of joy. And what often people understand is you get into a state of mind. And you get stuck in the state and you got to do something to break that state. So one way you can break that state is go for a run or put on some great music and dance. Now, the catch to this is you don't feel like doing that. Exactly what you need to do is exactly what you won't feel like doing. And that's the hard part. When you're down, you don't feel like doing anything. But that's exactly what you need to do is to do something to break your state. And so if a person, and that's why I said that even if you just take a walk, you know, maybe doing something, you know, exerting yourself with exercise demands more motivation. But even if you just keep moving, because the, the, the you know, if, if you go to bed, you're just, you're just caving into it. If at the least you move, that would be great. If you could add some music to that, that would be even better. And if while you're moving, you could add a meditation to that, which is do an exercise of gratitude and say out loud, you know, I'm so thankful I'm, I'm happily married. I'm so thankful I have a roof over my head. I'm so thankful. And just keep saying it because I think it's, a, it's an exercise that's essential because uh, gratitude is, is really the number one key to feeling happy. Mm. You know, the thing I wonder is sometimes there's situations that bring us into a funk and focusing on we do have to be grateful for helps, but sometimes it's not a situation. It's just, we start noticing it's just, we're in a low. And in a sense, I could almost feel guilty. Like, oh my, when I do these gratitude exercises, 
I have so much to be grateful for. What right do I have to complain and to be not appreciating and not on a high? But that's then what's really important where it goes back to realizing, okay, I do have a lot to be grateful for and I can still be at a low because I'm just in this low point right now. And that's just the natural part of ups and downs. There's day, there's night. And that's why that's such a key, important point. And then the gratitude piece can hopefully help instead of make us feel guilty. Right. Yes. I heard it put that I'm so blessed and yet feel depressed. Oh my goodness. I I think the question here is again, how long are, am I in the funk? Is the funk turning into depression? Is the depression turning into clinical depression? You know, there's, there's, well, when we return soul talk, Rabbi David Aaron and Laura Mandel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. This is Shai Bentico, and each week I'll be webcasting to you from Judea, origin of the word Jew, a people besieged and beleaguered in every generation. Nazi Germany's but a memory, but in its place the world invented the phantom Palestinians as this generation's internationally authorized Jew killers. Tune in for a different slant on life in Israel, Phantom Nation, every Monday. Hello and welcome back to Soul Talk, Leora Mandel with Rabbi David Aaron, talking about the natural course of life, which is sometimes we feel great and in a high and very full of energy and full of life. And sometimes we go through low times, low moments, not necessarily even because something's happened to trigger it, but there's a certain cycle that everyone goes through in life. What do we do when we're in those low points? And Rabbi, you were going to share something right before the break. Well, I, you know, I, I, I think we have to be very careful. There's the funk and there's accepting it, then that funk happens to be going on for much longer. And I got to break my state because I'm getting into a state of mind. And uh, I find that sometimes talking to somebody about that doesn't break their state, especially if they keep talking about why they're in that state. That doesn't break your state to talk about why you're in that state. And that's why I mentioned sometimes what you you need to do you know, the Rambam talks about this. Maimonides says, go look at beautiful things. You can go to an art gallery. You can go into a forest, go to the sea and watch the sunset or sunrise, whatever it is. But, in, in you know, ingest beauty in your life. And that could help. The other thing is, uh, you know, generally when we're down, we have no desire to talk to anybody. And exactly what you don't desire, exactly what you need to do to break yourself. And so it's, and this is kind of a leap of faith. You have to just make a phone call and talk to somebody. And just talking to somebody, even if there's nothing meaningful about the conversation, again, gets you out of yourself and can help break your state. Or, you know, put on some great music and uh, and dance. Uh, or watch a film that gets you out of your you know, out out of your life and get immersed in somebody else's life. But uh, it's important the person realizes that sometimes you are in this bad state of mind and you have to break the state and uh, not explain it. There's nothing, it doesn't help explaining why I'm in this state of mind. I just simply need to break the state of mind. Mm. What's so powerful about what you're sharing is that so there's so many examples of you basically are no, not feeling like doing something and yet you're going to do it anyhow, because that's the best thing for you. And it's almost like going against myself because I'm actually being good to myself by not giving. There's like the two selves, you know, <laughs> there's the self 
that wants to go, just go to sleep, pull the sheet over my covers, not talk to anyone, just not do anything, sit and eat, let's say, and just, you know, stay in this, create the state of negative attitude and just feeling down and simmer in it. But then there's a part of me that's saying, no, you don't feel like getting out and yet you got to get out. You don't feel like picking up the phone. You're going to call someone. You don't feel like getting out and doing something nice for yourself, but that's what you're going to do right now. And, you know, there's two parts of ourselves, but if we let this other part and just, it's almost easier, I think, to just pull the sheet, you know, pull the blanket over our head. And yet if we do that, we're going to get stuck in this state. It's almost like you have to go against yourself to be the better version of yourself. Right. So what you need to do is fool yourself. What do I mean by fool yourself? Like, uh, let's say you have a treadmill and you absolutely don't feel like getting on your treadmill. So what you say to yourself is, I'm just going to do this for five minutes. Because if you're, because you're, you're, your head is telling you, you're not going to do this. It's too long. You don't want to do this. If you say, you know what? I'll go to bed and I'll give myself that rest. But I just want to get on it for five minutes. And you have to kind of uh, uh, kind of manipulate yourself to do something, because, as I mentioned, you're in a feeling you're in a place where you don't want to do, which is exactly what you need to do. But how do you get yourself to do something when you don't feel like doing something, even though, you know, you should. So you, you kind of do it like in sales. What they say in sales is don't try to sell the person the whole thing. Sell them little bits and build it up until you sell them the whole thing. And so the first thing you say to yourself is, you know what? I'm just I'm going to make I'm just going to write an SMS to somebody or I'm going to get on my treadmill or I'll just take a walk around the block and then I'll come right back. And generally, you end up doing a lot more than a block, a, a walk around the block. Generally, you do a lot more than getting on your uh, your treadmill. But you have to almost do a deal with yourself where you can do something small. Hmm. But this is where this conversation we're having is so important because being clear on what the small thing is, that's the right thing is so important. Cause I could say, I'm just going to go back to sleep for five minutes. And then before I know it, I didn't get out of bed at all that morning. <laughs> that's also in that direction. We don't is where we don't want to go. So knowing saying, I'm just going to get out of bed right now you know, go downstairs. And then if I still feel like I need that extra sleep, then maybe I'll come back under the covers. That would be the version of going against myself, what maybe I want, which is just to go back to sleep. Um, but doing the better version that I'll feel better about myself afterwards. I guess that's the thing to think about. How will I feel better afterwards? I'll feel better if I took that walk for five minutes than if I didn't even begin the process of getting myself out. Right. The goal is to get out of yourself, either get out of yourself by taking a walk, by making a call, by writing a letter to somebody, but just do something. And, uh, you know, the, um, there's a gravity going on when we're in a funk and it's pulling us down and, and we need to do something, anything, but not go to bed. Because once I go to bed, I'm just really completely, you know, caving into it. Hmm. So, this is really important because again, it really explains what are the things not to do? That's how we can get stuck. What are the things we need to do to go through this? And then there's probably no exact timeline of what's considered too long, but I guess it might also depend. It's like the, the higher I want to jump, the lower down I have to go. If I'm just jumping a little bit, I don't have to crouch all that much. So if I'm doing the right things during this, obviously I'd say 
many months is way too long. I'm giving a huge, you know, extreme example. You can't exactly put a finger on it, but sometimes it potentially if something's lasting longer than I'd like, but if I'm doing the right things during that time period, it may mean there's just a lot more growth that's going to happen. I guess it's sort of like the taller the building you want to build, the deeper you have to dig under the ground. So if it's going to be a one-store building, you don't have to go that far. But if there's going to be an actual building with multiple floors, the, the, the dig has to be a whole lot deeper. Look, I mean, we also don't want to forget, sometimes you really do need to get professional help. You know, like you do sometimes need to go talk to someone that can help you see where you're at and where you can go and what you need to do. So it's important that people understand that what we're sharing here is at the initial stages, but when it gets really, really intense, sometimes you really need professional help. And listening to uh, a talk on, you know, on the radio or the internet is not going to be enough. But, um, but yeah, it, 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 it starts with, first of all, saying positive things to yourself and not, you know, and not, not giving in to the negative voice inside that's knocking you down and sabotaging you and, 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 and telling you you're not enough. And, uh, and then the second thing is that you, you need to move, mm -hmm. you know, movement just, just, just keeps the person in a better state of mind. You know, it's interesting because, you know, on a regular day when everything seems fine and nothing is physically hurting emotionally, I'm in a good state. Then going out for a walk feels great. Sounds great. Doesn't take that much effort on a day where I'm feeling low or a time period, I'm feeling low, just the act of going out for that five minute walk can feel like it's a Herculean. It's just such an effort. I feel like same thing, getting dressed nicely. Some days I, I enjoy getting dressed nicely. No big deal. It makes me feel good. On a day when I just feel like not getting out of my pajamas or for the time period, it feels like it takes so much more effort to do the same action when we're in these low points. On the other hand, what you're really pointing out here though, is that yes, it takes more effort, which is why it's more exhausting, which is maybe why even the thought of the walk, even if it's going to be five minutes, I don't even want to begin. On the other hand, the growth potential, because it takes so much more effort is so huge. Yeah. You know, I, I think we should ask ourselves if somebody were to come to me feeling the way I'm feeling and ask me, what would my advice be? What would I say to them? And, and sometimes we're a lot more wise in giving advice to others than to ourselves. And that might help us figure out what we need to do by trying to imagine the advice we give to somebody else in our situation. Hmm. That's very, that's very good advice. <laughs> but I think also the truth is taking perspective on ourselves. Again, not talking about much longer, more pervasive down periods, but everyone cycles through these ups and downs and to realize, okay, this is, I'm, I'm back again in this down period. I don't, maybe I prefer not to be, but on the other hand, everything we're talking about here, I think is so important to keep perspective in when we're in that down period, because in a sense, what you're really saying is if we do it right, it's a part of life. It's going to come again to every single one of us. Every single person who's listening is going to have this. If you're not in it at the moment, it will come at some point, but it's not something to be scared of. In fact, it's an actual opportunity to tap in you know, slow things down, give more thought to life. And then when we get out of it again, to appreciate the gifts of day-to-day -day things that seem so difficult when we were in our down points. And it's a tremendous opportunity if we have the right perspective and attitude and thinking about it. Exactly. That, uh, that, that put it all together. Exactly. Well, it puts it all together, but it's not what I would have thought without our conversation here. Meaning, I think, I don't know if it's what so many of us think about when we, it's just something you want to get through. You just want it to pass. 
You want it to be over. You don't want it to come back because who wants that? But on the other hand, you're pointing out that life would be much flatter if we didn't have these experiences because there'd be no contrast between feeling good and not. And there would, there's a tremendous growth opportunity that we're going to miss out on if we don't go through these challenging times. And I think it also, to a great degree, I'm thinking about it. You said, like, what would you advise someone else going through this? Um, it does give a lot of empathy even if I'm not in the moment of having a hard time or things being more challenging for me, when I go through these time periods, it can really create a sense of empathy, understanding other people are also going to go through these hard times and having some empathy for them when they're in their state of struggle. Yeah. And you know, it's an opportunity to practice self-love because when we're feeling good, it's easy to love ourselves, but when we're feeling bad, it's easy to really come down on ourselves. And that's exactly an opportunity that is really priceless, you know, precious opportunity to demonstrate unconditional love towards yourself and not love yourself only when you're doing well, but love yourself even when you're not doing well and learn to forgive yourself when you're down. Again, not forgive yourself in a way that you don't put in any effort, but I think these are opportunities to, to, to practice self-compassion. I want to thank you all for joining us. Soul Talk, read by David Aaron and Leora Mandel. If you love Israel News Talk Radio, then you'll love our Facebook page. We keep you up to date on what's happening in Israel, plus little surprise treasures that we don't share on the radio. Go now to follow us on Facebook. Just look for the Israel News Talk Radio Facebook page. And don't forget to subscribe and follow us by clicking on the like button. We post great stuff there that you'll want to share. Israel News Talk Radio on Facebook and Israel News Radio on Twitter. If you're hearing this message, everyone else can too. Advertise with Israel News Talk Radio and get your message out to people. We'll build a personalized package for you. Contact advertising at IsraelNewsTalkRadio.com. Straight talk from Israel. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. Hey, this is Jake in Anchorage, Alaska, and I love listening to all the super interesting interviews and up-to-date information on what's happening in Israel. Hello, this is Anna King, originally from London, now living in Israel. And what can I say? Israel News Talk Radio is my cup of tea. My name is Bhaskar. I'm from India, and I love listening because you get to know the truth and wonderful voices from this lovely country. Mom! Okay, wait a minute. Hi, this is Chava Dax, and I'm calling for the rolling hills of Malaya Dumim, just north of Jerusalem. I always listen to Israel News Talk Radio to get all the latest news and commentary and to keep me up to date every day. This is Sarah Dax from Malaya Dumim, and I'm 12. I wish Israel News Talk Radio was boring so my mom wouldn't listen to it all the time. Mom! You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio. News, opinion, and more. You're listening to Israel News Talk Radio.